0: Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Charles, for having me and my wife. We are Pim and Charity. Give me right to the country of Nepal. We are heading to the country of Nepal as a missionary. And we are very excited to be here with you. As you see in the video, only one of Christian, amen. And that's not good. That's not good. And uh, that's my family, that's my people, and that's where we are heading. But thank you, Pastor, for having us, and thank you for taking care of us. And people, thank you so much for being friendly. Thank you for loving God and just Worshipping him, amen, and that's that's the way we have to come and do what God has called us to do And we are very thankful for the church who comes and worship God and just love your church and go and reach the people Just like someone came to our life and reach the people, but we are happy to be here. If you are happy to be here, say amen Amen. If you are safe, say amen. amen All right, we are all here Because of what Jesus did in our life, amen? And I get excited, man, I'm telling you. I don't know English that well, but preacher, I get excited, all right? But I'm telling you, if you have Jesus, you have to be excited. And joy comes from the Lord, amen? It doesn't come from money, it doesn't come from your... food or anything, it does come from food a little bit. but Not by everything, amen? I but joy comes from the Lord. Always remember, your joy doesn't uh, define by your circumstance or something. It always comes from the Lord. Don't let someone define your joy, because Jesus is our joy, and help that to be signed, all right? Let other people know you have Jesus in your life. But uh, I want to talk about the country of Nepal before anything. So as you see in the video, country of Nepal, every time I see that video, I usually I come and talk and show video. So I can get excited, all this, because every time I see that video, it's hard to get excited because those are my family. And how do I come and just get excited when you see face after face after face? People who never heard the name Jesus Christ dying and going hell. And that's the sad reality. Folks, they can be nice people. They can be happy people. But if they don't have Jesus Christ in their heart, they're going to die and go to hell. That's, that's the eternity they have. Just like we are going to heaven because we have Jesus Christ. One name make a difference. That's, right. that's Jesus Christ. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. That's why we are here, because of what Jesus did. And every time I look at this video picture, it burdens my heart. I think about this family face after face, face of the blind, face of the lost, face of the people who have no hope, face of the people who are just dying and going hell. And there is no one to tell them about the name Jesus Christ. No one. And because it's a communist country and it's very hard. But Nepal is a very small country size of Iowa or Arkansas, very small country. Between China and India, if you think about China, the biggest communist country. India, the biggest socialist country. And we are the, literally between those two countries. We are like, I call a sandwich. We are the meat, all right? <laughs> Hamburger, two side, and we are the meat. And we are between those two countries. But the population of Nepal is 30 million people, if you see in the video. That's the more than the population of Texas. That's how big the population is. But those are my family and friends. A lot of people know Nepal by Mount Everest. How many of you know Mount Everest? That's the tallest mountain of the world. That's in Nepal. Out of the 10 tallest mountains in the world, we have eight of them in our country. So everything we see here is not a mountain, OK? <laughs> we don't call that mountain. It's a hill. Uh, I tell people all the time, that's, a, that's not a mountain. You need to come to Nepal, all right? Especially when I drive through Pennsylvania, people always say, do you see those mountains, Brother Beam?" I say, like, those are not a mountain, all right? <laughs> so, but we have all those mountains, beautiful country, everything. But 30 million people, almost 90% of those people are Hindus and Buddhists. So if you know anything about Hinduism, uh, they have millions of God. God after God after God. And they worship the God who doesn't talk. Worship the God who doesn't walk. Worship the God who doesn't see. Worship the God who doesn't do anything for their life. But worship if you want to be healthy, you want to worship this God. If you want money, you want to worship this God. If you want to have a good family, you want to worship this God. God after God after God. They don't know anything. What they're doing. And we have a God who came and died for us. He died for us. He didn't ask anything from us. The only thing he asked us to live our best life for him, for Jesus Christ. And folks, I encourage you to live your life for Jesus Christ, not for other people, but Jesus Christ. Of course, when you live your life for Jesus Christ, you live your life life for others as well. But that's the basic thing in Christian life. Only one person claimed to be a Christian, one person. 30 million people, 1% Christian, and that talking about Catholic, Mormon, Job, all kind of religions, and who doesn't say anything about Jesus Christ, that Jesus you and I worship, and uh, so pray for Nepal. Pray for Nepal. We have a handful of missionaries right now. They have very hard time going to Nepal and stay there because the government doesn't give a... Uh, missionary visa and those difficult things. So just pray for those missionary. I want you to. I want to challenge this to you. You have missionary and I'm very happy and I'm very thankful for that. But please pray for your missionary. They are in dark place and um, a lot of time they go through things. We don't have a body or pastor to go and talk with them. We are in dark place. We don't have family there and uh, we need to pray for your missionary. Someone say, your money will take us to the field, but your prayer is the one that will keep us there. So please, please, please remember to pray for your missionary. On the back side of our prayer card, there is every information you need. We post a lot of things on Facebook because of the privacy we are going. Nepal is not an open country, so we try to stay away from internet as much as possible, but as a supporting church, people like you, we do want to so what's your, where your money is going? Because you invest on in our life so we can reach our Nepali people. So you want to see what, where your money is going. So uh, if you want to follow us in social media, there is a Facebook, go please follow us there. It's a very private. We don't add people unless we know them, all right? So, and we do have a website. We don't post often there. Um, we may take it down when, I, when we go to the field. So please pray for this because I tell people and I make personal, do you see these young people? Those are your kids, maybe grandkids. What if God called one of them to go to the field? Now it became personal, right? Now you, I'm not your like family family, blood related, but someone of those kids are one of your, And that's the same thing. Just like pastor said this morning, you reap what you sow. And that's a principle. That's a biblical principle. And folks, if you don't pray for your missionary one day, your kid's going to be missionary. And guess what happens? Someone will not pray for your kids either. So please, remember that, OK? Please, uh, just pray, all right? It doesn't cost money, all right? Just pray. So <laughs> by saying that, uh, as I say, we are heading to the country of Nepal. and. Um, uh, I'm not a U.S. citizenship. If I want to be, I can be. As I say, Nepal doesn't do dual citizenship. Only one citizenship, whether here or there. And um, it's a dream for everyone to come to America, be our American citizen. Live a American dream, if you say so. And um, a lot of, I was telling pastor, a lot of third world country people like me, America is like heaven. If you make it to America, you did it. That's it. Because folks, you don't understand what I'm saying unless you go to our side of the world. Okay? And uh, we know America is not heaven. It's not perfect. Amen. It's not perfect. We know that. All right. But the way we see it, let's go to America, we made it. And there is thousands of people every day on the line to come to America. Only one people or two people gets in. And what I'm saying is, it's not easy. I got in and uh, I wish I can stay here and send my Kids to Christian school, raise my family in a church like yours where I can go and worship God, get involved, and all kinds of things. But that's not what God wants me to do. And there is no better place than just staying doing God's will in your life. Whatever is God's will in your life, do it. There is no second class serving God. Pastor, missionary, we are the same people like you. We are saved by grace, by Jesus Christ. We are sinners just like you. So here's the thing. Run your race. Whatever God has for you, just do it. And that's what I'm doing. We are going back to me and my wife, going back to Nepal, and just serving God there, because that's what God called us to do. So I'm a Nepali citizenship. We don't need a visa to go to Nepal. And guess what? They can kick me out, all right? They stalk with me. I'll be there forever. They can put me on jail and other things, fines maybe but they can kick me out because I'm one of them. So we have that advantage. We know the language, we know the culture. Um, So just pray for that. God will use us great way in Nepal. It's not me and beam and charity, it's God. And he have to show us, show us what he wants us to do and everything. So please pray for that. Um, Pastor asked me to give my testimony and folks, I hope you understand, it's not about me and my wife. It's never been. It's not about you, it's always about God. Okay, always about God. And someone say, this to, this to me, you know, you have a lot of things in your life and everything comes and goes. Job said, naked I came, naked shall I retain, blessed be the name of the Lord. And I am thankful, we are blessed as the American, you are blessed. You have house, you have food, you have all kind of things in your life. And praise the Lord, amen, because He give you. And that's great things to have. But someone say this, if God is all I have, I have all I need okay at last god is what we need and folks you may have everything in your life but if you don't have god just like pastor said this morning again you have nothing in life so always remember uh, the bible says in romans 10:13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved verse 14 say then a house then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And that's a great question, right? Someone need to go and tell them about Jesus. And how shall they preach? Except they be sent. They be sent. That's why we are missionary here and try to raise money so we can go. Jesus says, go into the world and preach the gospel. That's the last thing God said, Jesus said, before he went to heaven. I'm going to go to prepare a place. But guess what? He's going to come back, right? And we are excited about that. Man, one day we're going to walk on the street of gold. Just think about it. It doesn't matter how poor you are. We're going to walk in the street of gold. And I'm excited about that. And, um, but here it says, how shall they preach except they be sin? Folks, the first thing the Bible says here is, believe. Okay. How shall they whom they have not heard, they call How shall they call on him? How shall they call on Jesus Christ? Okay. First thing. Second thing is believe. How shall they believe? Third thing is how shall they hear? And the fourth thing is how shall they go? Okay. The, it's clear gospel here. So first, someone needs to send. Someone need to go and after that they will preach because they go and after that someone will hear and after that someone will believe and after that someone will receive. That's gospel. Yeah. Same way someone in our life folks, everyone here. I don't know how you got into this church but someone came to your life and told you about Jesus Christ and uh, give, maybe give you a gospel track, your pastor preaches you from here Someone prayed for you for a long time. But someone came to our life and invest on in our life. And there is people, face after face after face, it's waiting to do the same thing. They are waiting for someone to come and tell them about Jesus. I grew up in the country of Nepal. That's where I grew up. I'm not a Mexican, OK? So, so please, don't come and talk Spanish. I always tell people it happen a lot. And uh, I'm not a Mexican, all right? So please, done, done, okay. Forgot to tell that early in the morning, someone came and talked with me, Spanish preacher. I don't know who was that, but anyways, I don't speak Spanish, all right? But uh, grew up in the Nepal, country of Nepal. That's why it's very personal for me because those are my people and my family. And um, I grew up as an orphan kid um, at the age of three years old. My parents threw me, uh, so I start. I went to the big city called Kathmandu, and I started living in an orphan home, and the orphan home had a lot of boys, boys just like me, young boys, they were everywhere, and uh, the owner of the orphan home, sadly, was not a good man, he was not a Christian man, Um, and uh, so he used us to make money, Uh, just like, oh, we have orphanage, give us money. And uh, we are very physically abused. And uh, a lot of things happened in our life. Uh, I don't want to go in detail, but it was very rough life growing up. And um, I started living there for a while. And at the age of eight years old, the owner of that orphan home kicked me out because I was old enough to work. And um, I got out of that orphan home, started living on the street. I didn't have a lot of time food to eat, um, clothes to wear, uh, water to drink, uh, sleep under the breeze, a lot of time. I was homeless. A young man, eight years old, um, young boy, and uh, didn't have anyone to take care of me, t- didn't have anyone to tell me what's right and wrong. And um, it was very rough life. I started getting bitter towards everyone in my life. Everyone. Um, why didn't I have mom and dad just like other these people have? Why didn't I have someone to love me? Why didn't I have food to eat? So bitterness really grew up on my life. And I started working. My first job, I still remember preacher, was um, riding a bicycle and throwing a newspaper house to house. And I started doing that, and uh, it, didn't, it gave me a little bit money to spend, uh, f- buy food, but it was not so much. Uh, but I still remember getting so happy, because I get to ride a bicycle, you know? In Nepal, riding a bicycle was a big deal. Only rich people ride a bicycle. But I get to ride and throw. Three in the morning, I'll throw newspaper. And I was a happy guy, always been a happy guy, because uh, life is this. And folks, I hope you understand. When you have nothing, you are the happiest person. Write it down. When you have nothing, you are the most happiest person. You know why? Because you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. The more things you have in your life, the better, the the, worst, the things happens in your life everywhere. And I'm not saying bad way, but that's just the way of life. Just go to total country, you'll see the people like me, always happy. And, uh, that was the way I live, and uh, suddenly, uh, later I started working on the restaurant, and that restaurant was for the foreign people, like people who come to Nepal for hiking, biking, trekking, because Nepal is a very beautiful country, a lot of Himalayas, and people can come to Nepal for three months, no problem, because the government gives you guys a visa to come and spend your money and see the, all the beautiful place, but after three months, they will kick you out. They can't live in Nepal. That's the hardest thing for the missionary because missionary can live in Nepal after three months. And um, I met a lot of people in my life working on restaurant. Preacher, I didn't know how to uh, speak English. So I'll say, my name is Beam. Thank you. Welcome. Water. Bathroom. You know. And um, okay, those kind of things. That's a simple word. But I used to uh, mop the floor, clean the bathroom, wash the dishes. Those are the things I did on that restaurant. But long story short, by the grace of God, one day an American missionary came, just like us. They went through the deputation, preacher, raised their money. People like you who believe in the missionary support them and came to Nepal. Came to that restaurant where I was working and man, he started asking me questions I say, my name is Beam. I don't know, talk with my owner. So he went and talked with my owner and my owner told him my story that missionary have a burden for my life. That missionary have a burden for my life. He started taking, uh, asking me questions, told me to, do you want to work for me? So I started working for him because he was paying me a lot better money. And I started working for him. And all I did was uh, he read a Bible and uh, go shopping. And uh, I thought that was the biggest good deal. Read Bible, make money, amen? I, I thought that was a great deal, and I started doing that. And after working for him for six months, uh, the missionary saw a lot of problems in my life. And he say, why don't you come and live with us? And man, I never have a family, whole life. I didn't know what family means. I grew up myself in the street a lot of times. I didn't know how to live in the family, all I think whole life was about me, me, me. And that's the way I live. And I didn't know. When I, they offered me, I was very scared. And I talk with the owner I work for, and he say, hey, they offered me to stay with them. What do you think? They say, simply he told me, your whole life, you are bitter with God. Maybe this is the way God give you answer. So I took that opportunity and moved with them, live with them. Preacher, Not easy, it was not easy. There was rules after rules. Welcome to life, amen? (laughs) Welcome to kids life. Rules after rules. You have to wake up, read your Bible, go to church, you know, all kind of thing. I I did whatever I want, not anymore. And I didn't quit because I wanted better life in my life. I wanted better life. I keep going forward, I keep learning, I wanted to go to military, make money, one day have a family, and I marry a girl, have a kids, and be a good dad to my kids, because I didn't have those things in my life. And that's what I wanted, preacher. that was my dream, to have a family and be a good dad, provide for my kids, be there for my kids, because I didn't have none of those things in my life. And by the way, kids, just be thankful for your parents, all right, be thankful, please, because. Not everyone will have what you have, all right? So uh, you are very blessed, and I hope you understand that. But I didn't have that, folks. So, uh, But in 2015, the big earthquake came in Nepal, big earthquake, and a lot of people die in that earthquake. And I tried to come to America before twice for a camp and other thing, not for Bible college. But that third time, the missionary kept saying me to go to Bible college, but I didn't want it to. But finally. Uh, I realized how blessed I was. I have a, when that earthquake happened, a lot of people didn't have house and food, but we had it. As a missionary, they were not the richest people, but they had still something a lot of my people didn't have. And I, at the time, I realized and I told the missionary, okay, I'll go to Bible college for one year. I'll go one year for Bible college. So when I went to apply for the Bible college, there was a Christian man who was taking my interview. As I said, there is 3,000 people every day on the line. Only three or four people get seen, handful of people, all right? To come to America and I got rejected twice before and I'm thinking maybe I'm going to get rejected again so when I went there there was a Christian man preacher I don't remember the name but he asked me a few questions from the Bible I didn't know the Bible that well and I think I gave all the wrong answer <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, but that man looked at me and told me I never never forgot that if you give your life to God he's going to use you greatly Man, stand that. I, I was like, do I get happy or do I get sad? Because I had my dream, and I was thinking if I get rejected, I'm gonna go and do my dream. And uh, But I get accepted. So I came to Chicago. I flew by myself 42 hours from Nepal to America, OK? Layover everything, 23 hours, 24 hours on the plane, and other layover and transit. And man, I was flying and by myself, no English, hardly speak English. My name is Bim. I'm going to Chicago. That's all I knew, all right? So I came to Chicago, came to college. Uh, super, Not super excited. When I came, people, I'm telling you, I saw a lot of white people. Because in Nepal, you all see, all you see is that missionary white people, all right? Now you came and everyone is white and I'm the like different guy. And I was like, okay, so I went to college and my first day I saw brown guy just like me. I was super excited. 42 hours I have not talked Nepali. Let me talk in Nepali. And I said, oh, namaste, I'm talking in Nepali, super excited. This brown guy just stares at me, stares at me. I'm telling you, don't say anything, and walks away. Walks away. And I was like, man, this guy is rude, you know? Our people are friendly people. We talk. We are happy people. And I was thinking, he lived in America too long, kind of thing. (laughs) But, But later, I figured out he was a Mexican, all right? So I'm telling you, that's the welcome to America thing. I didn't knew anything about Mexican people. By the way, I love Mexican people. I'm not being racist, all right? So I just want to say that. But uh, that was my welcome to America. Man, it was very hard. People, it was culture culture shock. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Didn't knew the language. The food didn't went good. Because whole life, I grew up eating rice and curry. And you come to US, you're eating burger, french fries, and sometimes salad. It didn't. It didn't went good, you know, like hard. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, um, I went through culture shock, and it was very hard. There was not a one person from that side of the world. I was the only one guy. And when you don't have anyone to talk, by the way, you learn. You learn, and I start learning English. Work in the college. I can work only inside the college, and. Um, I have to pay my flight every year. I have to go back and forward here to Nepal, Nepal to here. I-20 fee, visa fee, room and board fee, tuition fee, book fee. And they, you get fine in college. If you are not putting all through things together, they give you fine. There was so much money. I didn't know how to pay. And I, I went through a lot of hard time at the beginning. But I started learning English. I worked in the college. I was doing dishes, cleaning bathroom, which was I did whole life, and God knew exactly what I needed in life. And I did that in college, and uh, anyways, finished my freshman year. By the end of my freshman year, I can understand English very well. I didn't talk so good, I still don't talk good, but it's a learning process, but I can understand. Language is, you always understand before you talk, okay? And I hear about heaven and hell, and talking about that. And, I read my Bible, I pray, but I didn't remember the time when I asked Jesus to come to my heart. I never make him a personal in my life. A lot of times I believe in Christianity, a lot of times we have here, but we don't have here. We never ask him. You know a lot of those Christians. Everyone, even in US, a lot of people knows about Jesus, right? They know what Christmas is, all those. But they don't have here, and that's the problem. And that's what my problem. I never had him. So May 26, 2016, I asked Jesus to come to my heart. That's the best day ever. I go back every time I get discouraged. man, what Jesus did in my life? May 26, 2016. And I'm mean, best day ever. In that same August, I decided to come back to college. I got saved. I was excited. I went to the camp. And that was American football camp. They They play American football. And it doesn't make sense to me, by the way. Why is it called football when you play by hand all the time? This is football. We play soccer, that's called football, all right? Didn't make any sense, I went to that camp, man. They were yelling at me, you idiot, all kind of things, because I don't know how to play American football. And they were yelling at me, and I was there, there was a lot of pastor and everything. I went there and I had good time. I had a really great time. And man, one day that one night, one of the pastors was preaching on the life of Joseph. The title of the message was, don't quit. Don't ring the bell. Just keep going. And the message was, Joseph was used, misused, abused by his own friend and family. That was his story. But that man, that preacher say, but Joseph didn't quit. He kept going. He kept being faithful. He keeps serving God. And by the way, welcome to Christian life. All right? And uh, keep going. He never quit. And he looked at young people too, like us and say, young man, I don't know what happened to your life. Maybe you are used, misused, or abused. And that was my life. I was. And he looked, but if you give your life to God, He's going to make you someone like Joseph. Look at Joseph like he became the second most powerful man in that whole Egypt. And that can be your life. Man, I ran to the altar. I ran. I got saved, but that didn't mean I didn't have bitterness. I had bitterness towards my family, towards a lot of people. Preacher, I went to the altar that night. I still remember I was crying so much because what I went through in life, people don't understand what I went through life. I went to that altar that night, and I cry, and I told God, like, God, here is my all bitterness. Here is all the things that happened to my life. Here is it. Take it. I'm done with this. I want to be used by you. I want to give my life, so I surrender my life at that camp, and I decide to go. I want to go to the people, just like Joseph, to my people. I want to go. And use. if Joseph was not in that situation, what's going to happen to his family? They could have all died. But because of his life, because of his faithfulness, people got saved. People got blessed by him. And because of your faithfulness sometimes church, because of your pastor, uh, your faithfulness, because of your mom and dad, your faithfulness, your sons and daughters can be blessed because of you. Always remember that. I went and preachers surrender my life give to God best thing that ever happened to my life I went back to my college excited it was not easy to pay everything it was hard because there was hardly anyone to help me but I told God God if this is your will I'm gonna go and do it and when you give your life to God God will always give you the best always will uh, he brought my wife in my junior year. My wife is a missionary kid, Sherry, and um, see, her da- dad was missionary to the Philippines for 20 years. She was born and raised in Philippines, and that was her life. She was always a ministry kid who grew up right and everything, whereas I was not the kid that grew up in Christian home, and totally different. God brought us together. We start coding, we start dating, after that we graduate, we got married, and work on the ministry for a while, and uh, we, told, we told that man who we work with, told him after one year of our marriage, we're going to give one more year, and after that we're going to go to deputation, because that's what God called us. Was the ministry great? Yes, it was nice, we enjoy, but that's not what God called us to do. So... We, last year in August, we started our full-time deputation. We are almost 80% of our support. God been good. I call my wife not a housewife. She's a car wife, all right? So we drive and drive and drive. And sometimes when you live in car long enough, you have disagreement about something, you can leave because you are in the car. And we start talking in tongues, all right? (laughs) No, we don't do that. Because my wife speaks Tagalog and different languages of Philippines. I speak Nepali and Hindi and a little bit English now. Okay, so we say something we don't understand, bless God. And we say, I love you, honey. She say, I love you, too. And we keep going, all right? But we have been so blessed. We have been so blessed. We want to go to the country of Nepal. We want to go to the country of Nepal. And start a church just like you. That will be the main goal, starting church. But later on, we want to start an orphan home. Orphan home, because that's my background. I have a big burden for orphan kids everywhere in the Nepal. If you ever come to Nepal, you will see orphanage in the every corner of the street. What are you going to do? You can change the life of everyone, but you can change the life of one. That's where it starts, one. Because someone came to my life. A missionary, by the way, a missionary who came through deputation just like us, raised the money, came to Nepal. A missionary. So folks, mission, this all mission you have, it means everything to me. It may not mean so much to you, but it means everything to me. Because Richard, where will be I today? Where I will be today if that was not for one missionary? He came to, he gave his everything, U.S. life, a dream, American dream, came to Nepal where there is nothing and raised the young orphan boy, teach me, guide me, came to Bible college, got saved, surrendered his life, made his wife and going back to his people, a missionary. Here's the thing. Why mission, preacher? Why mission? We give to mission every time. We give so much money. We keep giving. We keep having missionary. Keep supporting. And you may ask your pastor, where is my mission money going? Because we give to mission as well. And sometimes you may think, where is my money going? We keep giving. Here's the thing. Your money is your $1, $5, $10. I don't know how much you give. It's between you and God. It's faith promise given. It's you, you and God. Your money is going towards the people like me. People like me who have never heard the name Jesus Christ before. We have never heard the name Christianity. We have never heard the love, someone loving you. Because Jesus loved everyone. And I was one of them, but I didn't know about it. But someone came and told me, folks, one day we're going to go to heaven. Amen? Amen? we're going to go to heaven what a day that will be people after people face after face all these face face after face after face all new face you're going to say they're going to come to you sick. thank you brother thank you so much thank you ma'am thank you friend thank you so much for giving to mission and they're going to say because of your one dollar young people by the way you can give to mission as well Because of your one cents, 25 cents, $1, $5, $10, $20, whatever the amount is, because of your, those money, I'm here, I'm in heaven. Someone told me about Jesus. What a day that will be. Do you know that you may not get to see if people get saved every day right here, but your money is reaching someone? And that fruit is going to bound to your account if you are involved on missions that fruit gonna bound to your account. You're gonna get reward for that. And folks, thank you so much for believing on missions. There is everywhere, orphanage after orphanage in Nepal. And we wanna go and provide them house, food, clothes, education, but more importantly, we wanna let them know there is Jesus, there is God who loves them so much, so much because he loves everyone same. He doesn't love you more than he loves me. It's same love. It's an everlasting same love. His love doesn't change, he doesn't change. And we're gonna go and give that life to those orphan kids in Nepal. Will you please pray for us as we go? Charles, thank you so much for believing on missions and everything you do, we really appreciate. C.T. starts said this, one life till soon be passed. What you have done for Christ will last. Nothing but the things you do for Christ, Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that matters at last. Paul say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. What will be your life will be like when you are done? It's never too late. It's never too early to serve God. But never wait for tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. Today is the day. Get involved with your church. Ask your pastor. He will always put you something. There is so much ministry. But do your things, what you can do. You are only you. God made you so unique. You are who you are. There is no other people like you. And He have a special purpose for your life. Let God use you. Thank you, church. Thank you, pastor, for having us. Thank you, church, so much.